Hello there and welcome to my podcast, Little Red Typewriter, and thank you for tuning in. So as we speak today, it's just the most fab spring weather. Yes, folks, meteorological spring has arrived and boy, oh boy, does Mother Nature know a thing or two about timing. Just when we're getting more hopeful messages about the progress out of this horrible pandemic, Mother Nature comes along with longer, warmer days and fresh, colourful spring plants to really heal our and gladden our winter slumpy hearts, to be honest with you. The sap's rising, new shoots are pushing through, and that message of rebirth starting over is being heard loud and clear by me, let me tell you. <laughs> um, had an interesting thing happen to me a couple of weeks ago, um, which I thought I'd share with you. Um, I was given um, a pack of happiness mantra cards by a friendly acquaintance in my village. And we just got chatting and she whipped them out and she said, oh, I was given these by somebody that I know, but I'm not really into all of this. It's all a bit woohoo and up with the fairies. She's not really my thing. But then I remembered you were into all of that. Would you like them? (laughs) And I didn't quite know whether to be offended, but, you know, politely, I just said, oh, thank you very much. And I just shoved them in my bag. And to be honest, I kind of forgot about them. And then I noticed them um, last Monday. And uh, to cut a long story short, I started using them. I thought, well, what the heck? So they are beautifully illustrated and they've got little images and little messages all around rebooting your mind, your spirit and your soul. Uh, So I did as I was instructed, uh, lots of calm breathing, felt the tingle of energy coming through my body. And then I started to shuffle the cards. Uh, And all week, (laughs) the cards have just been jumping out of my deck, you know, in my hands. So, obviously, I started with the ones that seemed to have been picked out for me. Um, And I just love the messages that are coming through. They seem to be following a theme. So, on Monday, the card that I chose, it said, I choose to love, to look into the future rather than dealing with the mistakes of the past. Choose's card said, I choose to keep going no matter what difficulties I may find in the future. Wednesday's card said, I choose to channel my inner creativity to manifest beautiful things. Thursday's card said, I choose to let the universe guide me out to the right path. And Friday's card said, I choose to let go of things that are no longer serving me and reach out for new opportunities. Well, you know, I didn't do one yesterday because I was really busy (laughs) and I've done one today and it's really quite astounding, but I'll share that with you next week. But my point is, like many of you, the last couple of months have been really frustrating and odd. You know, feelings of being stuck, anxious about the future, you know, feeling heartbroken, not being able to cuddle up with family, especially my daughter down in London. And coupled with the dark and dreary British weather, has really combined to kind of make me question my future. And I know a lot of people have been feeling the same. Uh, And I certainly have, you know, or whilst my business interests have been ticking over and chugging on and no great shakes, but I've survived. I've survived through this period. I have rediscovered my writing passion. It's my creative outlet. Some people have been doing crafty works and artworks and music and dancing and lots of community projects that can or using their Zooms to, you know, do quizzes or whatever your thing is to help you get through. Mine has been writing. So 
that's really the reason for starting this new podcast, The Little Red Typewriter. Um, you know, trying to sort of establish a little tribe of like-minded people, really, um, who might be interested in, you know, where this writing might take me. I've always been interested in writing and it stems from, it stems really from a child. I mean, I used to have a manual portable typewriter. It was given to me by my mum and dad as a Christmas present back in the 70s. Uh, It was an Imperial 2000 SP edition, no less. (laughs) And it was a portable sky blue one with heavy metal keys and... um, well, not particularly heavy because it was portable but and I loved it I would spend hours in my bedroom bashing and tapping away on the metal keys I was utterly fascinated by the process of seeing the metal keys strike the page and the ribbon bobbing up and down each time to create a letter imprint you know seeing a whole sentence just spread onto a blank white page gave me lots of pleasure And I would spend hours writing childish stories. You know, I had lofty dreams of being a writer from about the age of nine. You know, making up stories, creating characters and daydreaming about a time really when I could escape out into the world. Frankly, anywhere other than my bedroom um, over in Peterborough, (laughs) which was my home city. Um, But all kids do. They all daydream of thinking about what it'd be like when they were grown up. And I always thought that I would write for, you know, that would be my thing. I'd be a, a, you know, a great writer. So it's always been with me, this desire to write. And this lockdown has finally seen me have the time to get my arse in gear and get my words published. You know, I, it, it's taken some guts to do this, really, because I do feel that it's quite exposing. You know, it's quite revealing, certainly poetry. Um, you know, it's an, it's a window into my inner world effectively, and it, it does make me feel vulnerable. Um, and as one of my favorite poets, uh, Lawrence Ferlinghetti, he's an American beat poet, uh, of his generation in the sort of middle of the 20th century. He famously wrote, poetry is eternal graffiti written in the heart of everyone. And that poetry is insurgent art, or in my case, my early works were just basically middle-aged rants. But, you know, you have to start somewhere, don't we? And poetry is a craft. It is a solitary activity and it suits me quite well. To be holed up in a comfortable office chair, open picture window in front of me looking over countryside, seeing big skies, hills and cows. And I find the words just flow well enough. So today, I'm really concerned about my book journal's title. You know, it's been quite taxing and it's very important to get it right. I think the title on any book needs to encapsulate the tone and the germ of an idea to the reader. And it needs to do it really quickly. It needs to grab attention quickly, like a banner headline of a newspaper. I mean, I'm asking you, what what actually attracts you to a book? The cover, title, colour, images... There's an old saying, isn't it? Love comes in through the eyes. Uh, Bam, it's got to say, open me, demand it. And then the hard part is sustaining the interest of those fickle readers. So I find my creative flow when I've meditated or got very calm and I've channeled a clear intention to write. 
I usually warm up by journaling any thoughts that tumble out of my old nogging for the day. And then I get the writing pad out and set to in longhand and churn out a goodly chunk of words. I do chunk time set aside for my normal activities. I don't do any writing in the morning. It's too busy with business stuff and exercise and domestics. Um, But I find the middle period of the afternoon for me personally is a very creative time. But as I say, I've been really struggling to find the title for this poetry journal that I want to get you know, published until I got a very clear idea where I wanted to take my reader. The journey from the darkness into the light of human emotions and experiences. And it just literally popped into my head. Shadow time. I then thought about images to go with it. And again, because I was in the creative flow, an image of an animal spirit totem just flashed up. Snow leopard. Wow. Strong, powerful, solitary. Perfect to support my title. I did a little more digging around and research. And yes, the attributes of this animal made me feel that my title was perfect for explaining what I wanted to say about my poetry. And to cover the shadow side of ourselves. Our shadow time is that quiet, still place within ourselves, our soul's time centre, where we, we all have one. The problem is, most of us, and me included here, I've just been too busy for too many years, chasing dreams, raising family, developing businesses, to really listen to the small inner voice that's truly me. You know, the essence of you. When you truly find you, honestly, it can, make you, it can make you cry out a welcome home. It will reveal a calmness and an inner knowing like you wouldn't believe. It gives you such peace to know who you are, who you really are. Not a manufactured image, not pretending to mould yourself into something that somebody else wants of you. To be really authentically you. Well... It has been in my case, and that's why I want to share my words to inspire some of you to maybe experience the same. It's my gift, if you like, to you. So if this has got you intrigued and you'd like to follow my journey, let me know if you'd be interested in an exclusive launch event later in the year where I'll be signing copies of my journal and you can have a journal at an exclusive introductory rate as a bit of a thank you for sticking with it. So if you PM me your details so I can start gathering interested souls to start following me on this journey. Okay, so next week's topic is all about how I'm structuring my book and how I'm planning to go about doing it. There's still a bit of editing and shaping to do, but it is coming along. I am making progress and I've made the commitment that it will happen And I want my tribe of followers to come along with me on this journey. I think that's really important. We can all have dreams. We can all have interesting thoughts. But if we don't actually put one foot in front of the other, or in my case, pen to paper, and actually have the intention that I want it published, it's it's not going to happen. It's not happened for years. And I've made the commitment to myself that it is going to happen. So that's it for this week. I'd just like to say thanks for listening in so far. Uh, and um, I'm just going to start with a new sign-off um, because it, it's a way of 
me remembering my lovely Scottish granny and uh, thinking about family that I can't be with. So my, my old nana, she used to say goodbye and she'd say, she'd just salute and she'd say, toodaloo for now. So I'm going to say toodaloo for now and wish you a great week and speak to you soon. Bye-bye.